Today, we're talking about low vibing, <laughs> low vibers, and how to deal with negative people. But before we get into that, I want to share with you that these first episodes of The Soul-Led Millionaire are actually episodes that I recorded in a previous podcast that I used to have back in 2019. And the reason that I want to include these episodes in this show is because I think it's such a great way to see someone's journey, to see their progress, to see how far they've come. I know I always love seeing someone else's experience and the obstacles they've overcome, as well as what they've learned, as well as how they've evolved over time. So I think it's a great way to bring this to you, to show you where I was at only those few years ago and to see how far I've come since then. As well as the fact that these episodes were great when I recorded them and they're very dear to me. So I figured why waste them? Why not let you have these episodes as well? So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please come over and leave a review for the show and let me know on Instagram what you thought of it. Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Today, a question actually came in from the lovely Caitlin, and she asked a question about dealing with negative people. So here is her question. I have heard the advice to cut toxic people out of your life, but I wouldn't call the people I am talking about toxic. They just often let things get to them and get them down and they have a negative mindset. I try to offer positive thoughts and even try to teach them some things I've learned so far about manifesting and the law of attraction. But usually they just say things like, that doesn't work. And these are people that I can't slash don't want to cut out of my life. For example, family, close friends, and even my boyfriend. So what I'm asking is, will their negativity affect the progress I've made with my mindset and manifestation? Any advice is appreciated. Now, this is such a great question, and I'm sure you have wondered this yourself many a time. So the short answer to this question would be that it won't affect you if you don't let it. It's completely up to you if someone's negativity is going to affect your mindset and manifesting power or not. Someone's negativity towards you or around you isn't what actually matters. It's how you're receiving it and what you choose to do with it that does. Essentially, it's reframing at its finest, right? (laughs) But the long answer would be this. If you're getting affected by someone else's negativity, you are actually the one who is letting it negatively affect you, not them. The other person has no control over your emotions, unless they're like some kind of wizard. (laughs) But you're the steward of your own emotions. You are choosing how you let negativity affect you. You control your life. You choose the direction it's heading. You choose what behavior and energy you allow into your life because you are the master of your fate. So if you don't like the energy that's in your life or that's around you, if you don't like how you feel when you're around certain people, if how people are acting around you bothers you, my friend, that's actually on you. Because everything that's going on around you is what you allow. And if you feel negatively about it, that's what you're choosing to let yourself feel. It's your job to change that. It's not the other person's job to change because you don't like how they're acting or where they're at right now. You can't have it both ways. You can't want someone to be different, to be more positive or more supportive who probably isn't. 
and then expect them to accept you as you are and the positive path you're on and trying to change. You can't. And if you make them the bad guy, if you make them the wrong one, the one who's asleep while you're woke, you're actually also participating in negativity because you're judging someone based on where they're at, but expecting them not to do the same to you. Now, I'm not trying to bum you out at all, but I feel like sometimes we just all need a reality check because most of the advice out there is to cut everyone out of your life when they're being negative. And it's like, well, no, that's not entirely true. You need to learn self-awareness, discernment, and conflict resolution instead. Because when you're complaining about negative people around, you're being negative. Therefore, you're a match to the energy, right? Oh my God, the amount of times that I've done this and still do. So in saying that, now that you're clear that negative people and negative energy isn't what matters, it's how you feel about it and how you react to it that does, how do you actually handle it? Well, it's like I said before, self-awareness, discernment, and conflict resolution. It's being able to decide if the negativity is something you can rise above and see for what it is, see the person for where they're at, and understand them with compassion while still being able to be in the same room with them. It's understanding what the relationship is worth to you and knowing whether it's time to let it go or continue for it. It's knowing if someone's negativity is detrimental to your well-being and if it's worth cutting that person out of your life or not. You know, there are so many messages out there saying that if people don't support you or they're being negative, cut them out of your life. And while that is true for some cases, in most cases, I actually think that's rubbish. I have negative people in my life, mostly family members. My grandmother is a very negative person, but it doesn't bother me at all because I love her unconditionally and accept her exactly the way that she is. And I see where her negativity comes from. I actually have self-awareness to see it. And that's from fear, fear of the unknown. I mean, she's in her 80s now. Nothing is the same as when she was my age. No one that she grew up with is even alive anymore. I understand where she's at. I understand her fear. I'm not going to cut my freaking grandmother out of my life because she's negative about that. No way. Instead, I see where she's at and I love and accept her as she is. But if she was sabotaging in a way that was completely detrimental to my well-being or harming me in some kind of way and I couldn't rise above it, I would put some mega distance between her and I, but not cut her out of my life. No, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) So let's talk on the other spectrum of negativity and who it's coming from and why they're doing it. So if someone is being negative towards you, if they're telling you, it's not going to work, more people fail than succeed, or something along the lines of that, know that it's never actually about you. It's about the other person. It's about the other person's fears and doubts and unrealized expectations. You know, they could fear that you changing means they'll lose you, or you'll abandon them, or they'll lose your love, or they'll feel inadequate. They could be worrying that you could get hurt and so their comments that it doesn't work or not everyone succeeds is actually a way of protecting you from disappointment and from failing but I mean they clearly don't know how to communicate that so they come at it from that perspective but if you can 
see it for what it is, that it's all actually coming from a place of love for you. You can have far more compassion for these people. When you can see it from a place of, oh, they're just scared for me, you can deal with it by assuring them that nothing's going to change. You're going to be the same. You might be a little bit different, but you still love them no matter what, right? Now, however, if the person is acting in a way towards you that is harmful to your well-being, that isn't just negativity, that's abuse. And what I mean is that if someone is deliberately sabotaging you, actually harming you, maybe physically, emotionally, or mentally, maybe they're writing nasty comments about you, maybe they're putting down your work, maybe they're ridiculing you in front of people, deleting your work, you know, doing something really sinister, spreading rumors about you, like actually just horrible, horrible energy, that's abuse. And by tuning in to your self-awareness, if you can't rise above it, I hope that you would cut someone like that out of your life. Or if you can't put an enormous amount of distance between you two, then work on healing yourself. (laughs) Work on your self-love and fill your mind with positive messages. You can't control other people's energy. You can't change anyone. You can influence people, but you cannot take over someone's free will and force them to change. That can only come from within them. Because a truly high vibrational person rises above any kind of negative negative behavior and sees it exactly for what it is. Fear of projection. Fear of the unknown. Fear of being inadequate. Fear of being left behind. Fear of seeing you succeed. Fear of things changing. Fear of failing. But don't get me wrong, what people say can hurt and will hurt. You'll feel attacked, you'll feel judged, you'll feel ridiculed, misunderstood, you'll feel alone, you'll question yourself, you'll go through completely normal reactions to someone's negativity towards you. And that's okay and that's normal and everything has its process and it is important to process how you feel. But once you have done that, once you have processed how you felt, Make your moves from that place. People teach you how to treat them. And sometimes that means they no longer get to be in your life. But most of the time, it means you place a healthy amount of boundaries and distance between you and them. Now, like I say, it depends on the context of the relationship with this person and what they mean to you. How you choose to deal with an ex-colleague will probably be a little bit different to how you deal with your mother. This actually reminds me of a, a date I went on recently with someone... And I really clicked with this guy. His energy was like open and kind and attentive. And he seemed really on board and positive with everything. We had a lot of common interests and there was definite chemistry there. And I felt really good about this connection and I was excited to see where it went. And we both communicated that we felt the same and agreed to see each other again. And then over a span of a week, we had talked and made plans and got to know each other a a little bit more. And I felt really good about it. And then one night he was out drinking and you know that where this is going, right? (laughs) And he was texting me and his energy and tone changed and it went from talking about art galleries and excited about getting to know each other and taking things slow to questioning my integrity and putting pressure on me to say things that I wasn't ready to say yet and then put me down because I wouldn't say them. And instead of reacting negatively and reacting to the negativity, I could see him for where he was at with compassion 
and de-escalated the situation by kindly but firmly expressing that I would prefer to resume the conversation when he was sober. And then I took the time the next day to process how I felt and decided that this wasn't the right connection for me and his behavior is why I was choosing to end the connection. And look, I could have easily let it go and worked through it with this person, but it had only been a week. And after that, the connection just wasn't worth it to me to keep going when I knew there would be someone else far more aligned and less insecure who would treat me with the respect that I deserve. If it had been someone that I had been dating for several months, then it probably would have been different. I probably would have worked at it. I probably would have communicated how I felt, set some boundaries leaned back or took a step back and carried on with the relationship from that point of view. But because I had only known this person a week, I decided that it just wasn't worth it, right? So you've got to know, like have context and, and ask yourself what the relationship is worth to you and discern from there. So like I say, self-awareness, discernment and conflict resolution. So what about me? How do I handle, handle negative people? <laughs> Well, how I look at my relationships is actually through inner and outer circles. My inner circle has very few people in it, but they're the people closest to my heart. And they're positive and they're uplifting and encouraging and loving and kind and they understand me. There are no negative people in my inner circle. I've curated my group that way. I'm very discerning about who I let close to me and so my inner circle is filled with high vibers. You know, in the past, I was very ruthless, like super ruthless. I would cut anyone out of my life who was even just a tiny bit of a douche. But I'm a lot better now. <laughs> I've grown a lot and matured a lot. So I realized that that behavior wasn't actually helping me. That was trying me trying to protect myself. It wasn't being self-aware. It was just me trying not to be hurt. <laughs> you know, I'm not like that now. I'm much better. But that's my inner circle. My outer circle is... People who probably are negative in my life or tend to be negative and don't necessarily have a lot in common with me. But this is mostly where my family is. I love them. I love being around them. But, you know, with all families, you don't have a lot in common with everyone in your family. So that's sort of where they sit. I still have time for them. I still love them. But they're not as close to my heart in that sense because we just don't have much in common. We don't relate that much. You know how it works, right? <laughs> So that's me. That's how I, I deal with the people in my life. Now, if there are negative people around me, I see them for where they're at. I see their fear and I just don't buy into it. I just rise above and love on them anyway. But uh, what I want to get into now is talking about specific types of people that you'll, you'll usually work with in your life at some point and how to deal with them. So let's start with how to deal with negative friends. So there's a quote I always say that I thought was by Tony Robbins, but it's actually by Jim Rohn. <laughs> and it goes, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So when it comes to friends, you've got to, you know, self-awareness again, you've got to ask yourself, are these people good for you? Are they helping you move forward? Or are they predominantly negative? Because by default, you're spending the most time with these people. So is the collective consciousness of your friendship group a positive one or is it not so much positive because if they're not then you really need to ask yourself do you want to be hanging out with people who aren't going to help you grow if that's what you want if you don't want to grow then then stay with your group but if they aren't going to help you grow then it might be best to either upgrade your friends, choose a new friend group, or stop hanging out with them as much and make space in your life to meet people who are going to help you grow, right? 
or even if there aren't people that you have access to like that right now, consuming content online, like through podcasts, through YouTube videos, through audios, whatever, is actually going to be better for you to help you grow than constantly being around people who are like that. But that's where the self-awareness comes in. You've got to ask yourself what's right for you. And again, if it's someone that you can't necessarily cut out of your life or you don't want to, that's totally fine. You don't have to, but limit your time together, you know, or steer clear of talking about different, like particular subjects that maybe aren't the best for you guys to be talking about. Protect your energy and take care of yourself and things will naturally work in the way that they're meant to. Now, how to deal with negative family members. So I kind of have touched on this a bit throughout this episode because you can't choose your family. Your family is your family. And sometimes (laughs) we'd rather pick our family sometimes, but we can't. I'm pretty blessed in that my family, we don't argue much about anything. We're like most families. We have our frustrations with each other, but it's more like, uh, whatever, than it is about going into an argument and then not talking to each other for a few days or weeks or months or whatever. We're not like that. But I also think that's a uh, New Zealander's mentality. We're just very laid back, so we don't indulge in conflict that much. But I understand, having traveled a lot, that culturally, family dynamics are very different. So if you are in a family that happens to be more combative than mine, you got to learn to pick your battles. Don't talk about topics that are going to trigger you or trigger someone else. And if someone is trying to bait you into talking about it, just don't. Step into your high vibe energy and rise above it and see the person for where they're at. If you can't, then you need to minimize the time you're spending around this person for this particular time period. Like if they're going to be a douche, stay away from the douche, (laughs) you know? It gets easier over time, like you just learn, but know the right things to talk about with the right people. I mean, I probably wouldn't talk about business with most of my family because they don't run their own businesses and most of them don't even know how to use a computer so they're like dinosaurs online so it's like speaking a foreign language to them anyway I wouldn't talk about that with them I would talk about that with my friends in my inner circle so yeah pick your battles now how to deal with a negative partner this is the trickiest because it's not just like a friend or a family member or a colleague or an acquaintance that you see on and off this is a person that you spend majority if not all of your time with right and you share your soul with you share intimate parts of yourself with it's not just you have conversations and you hang out once in a while like this is a person who knows you at least I hope so through and through so there is so much more uh, intensity in this relationship but here's the thing your partner should never be the excuse for why you're not going after your dreams, why you can't live the life that you want, why you can't be happy. And if you're using that as an excuse, you've got a bit more work to do this. The thing is, with relationships, if you're not on the same page, if one is more negative than the other, you've got to have the discussion. You've got to have the courage to talk about how their behavior, how their mentality, how their negativity is affecting you. You have to. For the sake of your relationship and to make it better, communicating in general (laughs) is much better for your relationship. So if you're on this manifesting journey, if you're trying to manifest more wealth and feel better about money or just be happier, like you're trying to be a happier person, discussing with your partner how their behavior and how their negativity is affecting you can be the 
best thing for your relationship because to be honest a lot of the times people don't know that they're being negative you know when you're really in it you can't see it you can't see how negative you're being because you're so consumed by what you're being negative about right so have the love for your partner and the compassion to talk about it with them and hopefully (laughs) they will get on board with you now in saying that sometimes relationships do end because you realize that you really aren't on the same page and neither is willing to budge. This is different for every person. So just because I'm saying this now doesn't mean it applies to you. But like I say, you have to have self-awareness to know whether sticking at it or if things can change. You can't change the person, but maybe you can influence them over time. If you clean up your side of the street, maybe they'll start too. And then last but not least, the most important thing you should do whenever there are negative people or negative situations or just negative energy in your life is to practice forgiveness. You know, write down your list of all the negative things that are happening, how you're feeling, the frustrations you have, the things that people said, and go through each one and, you know, say, I forgive you. I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Go through each line and clear it and move on with your life your life will become more positive because of it. Hey, it's Elise again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. And if you did, I would love for you to share your review of this episode on iTunes. I want this podcast to get out to as many people as possible to help them become soul-led millionaires. So if you could do that, if you love the show and you want to share the love, please make sure you leave a review. If you would like more goodies, if you just can't get enough and you want to learn even more, I have a free three-day workshop on how to manifest $1,000 or more in 30 days that I would love for you to take. All the details of that are in the show notes below. Otherwise, if you just want to say hi, come over to Instagram at Elise McDowell. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. I will see you again soon.